Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to episode 18 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson. Here from the Porch Community Church with my good friend, media pastor Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, how's it going, Shannon? How's everybody doing listening? Oh, we're great. We don't, how do they, how do, I mean, just I, driving and they're like, yeah. we're doing fine. And then then there's that one guy that's just waving in his radio. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, wow. But um, Sorry that, if I sound more like manly today, but I've got a bit of a sinus thing going on, so... Oh, so, that's what it is. So you're like, oh, hello, sir. I'm ma'am. I'm yeah. anyway. <laughs> well, Shannon could be a boy or girl's name. It's true. I did go out with a guy. We went out for like three dates. A guy named Shannon when uh-huh. I was uh, post high school, in between high school and college, I think. He was super cute, by the way. But uh, it was so just. I mean, he. You know, I think he was a little out of my league. So, mm. um, but it it was fun because it was Shannon and Shannon. There, there was a, uh, sw- a swimmer. Uh, you dated a girl named Josh? No. Oh, okay. There was a swimmer on the swim team. She's since moved, but her parents are Carrie and Carrie. Uh, yeah. Spelled the exact same way. No way. Yeah. I've heard it. Yeah, I know different people that have that. Or like when you get like a, um, the names of people and you're not sure if it's the man or the woman because they could go, like the names could go either way and you're not sure mm-hmm. who's who. So. Uh, Billy and Sandy Campbell? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's right. That's very true. <laughs> Miss Billy and Mr. Sandy? That's right. <laughs> um, ooh, another one that has a name like that is uh-huh. our bishop. Yes. Lawson Bryan. Yeah. That's like first and last name. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. we're just talking about names, but yeah. his, I get wrong every time. Yeah, because you want to call him like Bishop Lawson. No. Yep. I mean, yes, but no. That's not how you do that. Yep. Um. All right. Now that we're on names all of a sudden. Uh, my great uncle, um, honestly, I was about to tell you his, his name, but I don't know his actual name, but he went by jelly. So he was <laughs> jelly Clark and, uh, he got married and he got remarried. I think his first wife passed away. He's, he's now deceased. He actually, he was born in Oklahoma before. See, I did it. Oh. I did it. Um, Less than two I said, minutes. In. I said the state name. He was born in Oklahoma before it was even statehood because we didn't we weren't statehood until like 1903 or 1904. But anyway, so Uncle Jelly, his wife's name was Candy, so oh, it was Jelly and Candy Clark. Nice. Yeah. So this is why we don't have notes, listeners. Um, this is what happens. We do have notes. That's the. Weird I mean, part. we do have some like talking points, but there's nothing on here about weird names. So. So anyway, hey everybody! It's great to to be with you guys. Um, I hope that things have gone well. Hey, spring break—we just came out of it. I yeah. think for most of us. Before we get to spring break, yeah. Apparently, there is a question that a lot of listeners have Uh-oh, that we okay. should answer. Oh, okay. They want to know. Yes, I have on pants. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> okay, because that would not be appropriate. <laughs> what they want to know is who is. Uh, doing our intro and outro. Oh, well, that is our wonderful and amazing Chris Pender. He is our bass player, as you might know him, uh, in the band. Uh, he has an interesting voice, which is why we asked him to do the intro and outro. He's from the Bahamas. He uh, came up here, of course, after Hurricane Michael. 
I think it was Michael. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Hurricane. And when all of our very good Bahamian friends um, had to come and relocate here. So, um, and so, yeah, we were like, hey, he's got an interesting voice. Yep. Let's get him. So it's kind of a, smooth, a soothing. It, it's like a. I can't play it. Like, like I really soothe, can't play it. Smooth jazz voice. Yeah. Yeah. And so. It's uh, almost Canadian kind of, but it they do have their own distinct. Yeah. Accent. It's weird. For sure. Yeah. And, uh. Someone was like, yeah, we hear him just as much as we hear y'all. We'd love to know who that is. <laughs> Actually, they hear him more because they hear the intro, and then they listen to us for like two seconds, and then they turn it off. <laughs> so they're like, but who's that guy that does the intro? Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Chris. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Chris Pinder. So, All right, so spring break. Spring break. Did you guys do anything? We went to the beach on Saturday. I mean, our kids really aren't in school yet, so yeah. it's not really... A- they go to daycare yeah. every day, but it's there's not really a spring break season yet in our lives. Yeah, you look a little pink. You look a little pinked. Oh yeah, I got scorched. Yeah, because um, it was seventy four and breezy. Mm. So that's when you don't realize it. And then uh, Kara was um, sunscreening the kids, and she goes, "You're gonna skip the sunscreen, aren't you?" I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> yeah, I don't need it. Yeah, and famous last go, words. <laughs> You're gonna regret it. And I go, probably. <laughs> and she was right. And she was right. Well, we went to the beach for a few days. And the day we got there, we went to the beach for like for like two or three, two and a half, three hours. And it was it was nice. It was a little overcast, but it was pleasant. And then it rained the next three days. Goodness so, gracious. And then um, get back in a... Yesterday, Monday, because we're recording here on Tuesday, but uh, it was absolutely beautiful. And I was like, really? Really? Come mm-hmm. on. So... There was yeah. like tornadoes in the area and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, west of us, like in, uh, um, yeah, uh-huh, can't think of it right now. Sure. Yeah, can't think of the name, <laughs> just completely just left me. Um, but like Mexico Beach and then further west from there, like it just, mm-hmm. yeah, they had some. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, um, so a lot going on. I mean, spring is definitely here. Mm-hmm. My allergies tell me that. Yeah, which I I think I'm hoping this is allergy sinusy stuff, but um, spring is here. You know, it's funny because um, we I I would think that Sunday this past Sunday would have been like the perfect or the not so perfect trifecta of low attendance Sunday because it's mm-hmm. like post Sunday after Easter, uh, the last the weekend of last weekend of spring break, and we had really like. Bad weather. Bad weather. Like, just nasty. The kind of, where you just want to stay in bed. Yeah. You know? And so, but then people were here. So I was like, yeah, you guys yeah, are rock stars. We so. had 60-something people at 9, yeah. 9.30, and then over 160 at the 11. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, good job, y'all. Keep on coming back. So, and it's been awesome, mm-hmm. um, speaking of coming back. I just, I keep seeing faces of people who are feeling comfortable coming back, um, whether it's because they've finally been able to get a vac- the vaccination yep. or um, just feeling more comfortable and understanding like, you know, this is the new reality. So mm-hmm. how, how are we going to be a part of it? Uh, but then I also make, I try to make a point every week um, on Sunday morning when I say, Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, to make sure that I welcome those who are joining us online. Mm-hmm. And some of it's because people are out of town or whatever, but I know there's people that tune in that just have, they're not able to be back yet. Yeah. And um, I want to make sure that they feel 
connected and loved and noticed mm-hmm. and um, that they're not forgotten. And, um, you know, it's brand new territory for all of us. So, but it's, it's been good to see faces and to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And, because, know. I mean, whether they're here or still online, we're here just as much. They're here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the new reality. And you and I read a lot of, you know, church ministry mm-hmm. trends and, you know, we follow people who are just so crazy intelligent and, and are kind of forecasting, you know, how things are and stuff. And, um, the online, um, and, you know, even this podcast and type YouTube stuff, like all those opportunities to reach people with, with yes, messages, but also just content and inspiration, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's just like a really like awesomely done, uh, you know, image with scripture or, you know, like a thought or whatever, like all those little things are, none of that's going away. It's not like there's going to be a day coming up soon where we go, okay, everyone can come back to church now in the building. So let's shut down all the, all the other ways that we were communicating with people before. Like, oh yeah. That's never going to happen mm-hmm. again. Um, which I'm thankful for because, and I know you are. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hey, he gives you <laughs> a job, <laughs> but but um, I, I I'm thankful for it because it just it allows for creativity. Um, I mean, imagine like back in the day, Josh, like 50 years ago. I mean, the only way to communicate with, let's say, your congregation, mm-hmm. which I mean, that in in and of itself changes like that. How we view congregation today versus how it was 50 years ago is totally different. Totally, yeah. Um, but like the only way to communicate was from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, maybe a, a typewriter newsletter. Maybe you, know? you were a wealthy enough church to afford to send out a, a newsletter. Yeah, because, yeah. Because it wasn't, yeah. it was a big deal. Yeah, so. Um, so I just, I just love the opportunities we have to communicate with people and do all mm-hmm. that. But, um, uh, hey, so speaking of spring and all these things going on, we had our special, our second special guest uh, last week, Jared Brogdon, on the show and uh, talked to us about the Grace Changes Everything weekend, which is coming up. It starts tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's right. <laughs> so, um, and and it's it's not too late to sign up. Nope. Okay. Still time to sign up, and if you use the. It's uh, $10 or $15, depending on if you want a shirt. But if you do want a shirt and you want to pay the $10 price, use the discount code PODCAST. Hey, I and, love that. That so, sounds so official. Well, you got, and you got it, if you know, you know. Right? And if that's right. If you know, you know. <laughs> we don't, we're not giving that code out anywhere else, but right here on the podcast. Mm. You know, one of the things I appreciated that, that Jared said last week and I'm not going to say it exact, but it, I'll, hopefully I'll give you the gist of it, was um, his the, com, the, the community group that he and his group, they call themselves Ecclesia. They gave themselves a name, which I love. Um, they See, Chuck Roberts said it was Ecclesiastes. Well, he, he also says Iglesia, and then we just always go, Julio, because we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah. So, but... Um, they, he said it was a group I didn't know I needed. I definitely didn't want, and I didn't know that I needed mm-hmm. until he had it. Right. And I almost think of um, 
this Grace Changes Everything weekend. Drew and I invited some friends of ours, some neighbors of ours, actually, and I was trying to, you know, I try to be so low-key, almost like, you know, you know, whenever, mm-hmm. whenever Monica's like, I'm breezy, you know, <laughs> on the friends. Yep. Um, and so I was trying to be so breezy, and I'm like, hey, it'll be cool. It's not going to be weird, I promise. It's not going to be, like, it's going to be super chill. We're going to eat, and we're going to watch some videos, and, you know, I, I promise it won't be weird. Like, you know, and... It's like, I feel like I have to apologize sometimes for stuff that, that Christians do and probably stuff that I've done in the past as far as planned, but... Haven't we all been to one of those yeah. events that goes, man, this is weird. This is weird. Even working yeah. at a church, you go, man, oh, this is this weird. This is weird. Um, by the way, if you ever want to hear a really hilarious story, go up to Justin, but not right before he's about to lead worship, okay? But... Find Justin when not on a Sunday morning and be like, Hey, you have a story about playing at like a youth revival and you have a story about the speaker and he will tell you. And it's really funny. So there's that. Um, (laughs) But anyway, I am really looking forward to this weekend. I I do want to say like, there's somebody listening right now and this is not, I'm not trying to be prophetic, but I, I really, I just think that um, there's someone listening right now that's going, you know what? I could, I really don't have anything going on this weekend, mm-hmm. but I really am kind of like, oh, I don't know about a retreat, which that word, um, it's almost like, bah, bah, weird. retreat, retreat, yeah. run away. Um, but it's more of like just a couple hours on Friday evening, a couple hours Saturday morning and being with some people. And here's what I love. And I think I said this last week too, um, is and we are going to get into some content in a minute. By, by the well, way, this is content. Sunday. I know, but I mean about Sunday's message. But um, what I what I love. Oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. Choo choo, I lost it. It left the station. Hold on, let me think. Why don't you say something important while I try and read? Hmm. Oh, uh, April Brogdon. So, <laughs> um, April Brogdon. Uh, we are going to have uh. So your fifteen dollars is not only going to pay for a shirt, but it's also going to pay for three meals throughout the yeah. Friday and Saturday. So, and April is working on getting some uh, some delicious local food. I think I have no idea who those are because I'm just kind of waiting for that train to come back into Shannon Station. <laughs> um, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, I, I yeah, well, we're, I know we're having Woodstock. Oh, and then uh, Jesse's. So, oh, okay. So, so two the, local restaurants. So. Those were locked yeah. down? Okay, cool. That's for sure. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. I think the weekend's going to be great. It's going to be good. And I'm looking forward to it. So, sorry. I'll, I'll listen back to this later and be like, oh, that's totally where you were going. Yeah, you'll listen and you go. Doofus. Nerf. I'm such a doofus sometimes. So. So. You started a new series this Sunday. Yes, called, we did. Um. Doxy Praxy. Yeah, very good. I was going to get the v- vowels mixed up. I was going to say Praxy yeah. Doxy. I like to be like Ortho and Praxy. I'm like, well, no, yes, and no. Doxy Praxy. Yeah, I was going to say Daxy Proxy, <laughs> and that's not right. But so why don't you kind of go into um, where this series came from mm-hmm. and why? Yeah. Well, so, and I, and I mentioned this Sunday, but and I'll give a little uh, recap again this coming Sunday, because I know some people weren't here. And, yeah, yeah. But, like, the whole idea is there are these two words. Uh, I would call them, they were very expensive seminary words for me. So, mm. um, but <laughs> orthodoxy and orthopraxy. Orthodoxy is fairly common. I think people have heard it a lot. Um, but ortho means straight, correct, in line, 
you know, proper. Mm -hmm. Doxy means beliefs, understanding. Praxy means behavior. So if you take that word orthodoxy, it means um, right beliefs. And if you take the word orthopraxy, it means right behavior. And so for this series, we just mashed the words together with doxy and praxy. And so what we're saying is what you believe, doxy, determines how you behave, praxy. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, we can tend to find ourselves probably leaning more heavily in one direction or another. Maybe not our whole lives. There might be phases or seasons where we're more orthodoxy than orthopraxy. But you cannot divorce the two. Right. What you believe will determine how you behave. Not what you say you believe. Mm. Because um, you can say you believe something and then you can try to behave in that manner. But if you don't really believe it, then eventually your behaviors will will reveal your true beliefs. Right. And I mean this about anything. Yeah. But yes, of course, we're talking about faith. We're talking about our faith in Christ as as followers of Jesus, we would say this. I um, like green beans. Oh. I don't my behavior shows I don't like green beans. <laughs> so so I'm gonna guess that you really don't like green beans. I don't like green See, beans. See there you go. And I mean that's a that's actually a very good example, yeah. Josh, because it just it it boils it right down to yeah. something very simple. Oh yeah, I'm I'm a follower of green beans. Oh you are? Yeah. No, I, I don't like green beans. When's the last time you had a green bean? I, uh, maybe Easter. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Easter. Last time Easter it was 95. like casserole. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. a whole lot of things in it. A whole lot of other. It's cooked in, when it's cooked in bacon grease, it's fine. Ah. So like, would you eat a fried green bean from Wood Nickel? Yes. Okay. Because usually you get the um, sampler. Yeah. Yeah. The mixed basket. Yeah. The mixed basket. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's when I eat them. Of course. But um, yeah. Shout out for our wood nickel people. So, but it really boils it down. Like I, I can't think of anything that gets more um, right in line because for some reason it's hard to understand that Christianity is on this when when you say you believe something is on the same line as something so elementary too. Yeah. Because the green bean analogy, it's it's funny, but there's plenty of people that feel that way about that stuff and they'll own up to it. Mm-hmm. But then when the when it comes up to Christianity and they act the same way, they're like, like, oh no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Don't no. even dare. Don't no. even dare try to. And yeah. and listen, and I made a point of this on Sunday. And, and we're all at that point. Yes. And I will continue to make this point and remind me to say about Barry. Okay. okay. Barry Broom. So but we're throwing out all the names today. Yeah we are. If there's anyone like, you know, from somewhere else listening, they're like, who are these people? So but um <laughs> Yeah, so I don't want to sound judgy judgerson. Like, this series is not about us trying to find out who is, um, you know, not living up to their beliefs. No, 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 no. This is about introspective, Mm -hmm. looking inward, looking in the mirror, and saying, where am I in this? Not about all these other people. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated my friend Barry, our friend Barry. He came up to me Sunday and said, Hey, you know, I, I get it. I understand why you said the thing about being judgmental, but listen, I didn't feel judged at all. And, and I need to hear that kind of, that kind of teaching straightforward and it not, he's, he said to me, don't be apologetic. And I was like, thank you, Barry. I appreciate it. Um, and, and I understood his point, you know, Mm -hmm. but I also not to negate what he said, but I think the way how I 
I approach, especially teaching, and probably even in conversation, maybe not quite as much in conversation, but when I am up there teaching, I approach it uh, probably kind of you know, subcon- <laughs> not really realizing it. Um, I'm thinking about the person who was just like me when I was 24 mm. and not yet a believer. Yeah. And I had some information and I had some understanding. I, I knew some Bible stories. I did believe there was a God, but I didn't really understand the personal aspect of it all, the relationship with Jesus. And I was very, very skeptical and I was ready in a flash to um, be like, see, I knew it. These Christians are all a bunch of jerks, and yeah, I'm out. Waiting for that hair trigger to pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think I always approach how I teach that way, and so sometimes I might almost be apo- uh, apologizing, like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm what I'm about to say might sting, but hang with me, you know. Um, so I guess I'm just more sensitive to that. Oh, yeah. But I also do want to... You know, what we're talking about is, it's just fact. And and I'm challenged by this. Mm -hmm. I mean, here I am, full-time ministry, pastor, you know, (laughs) seminary degreed, all this stuff. And yet I find myself going, oh man, how, how am I doing with my orthodoxy and my orthopraxy? Like, are my beliefs lining up with my behaviors? Are there behaviors of mine that, you know, that need to change, that need to be matured and developed mm-hmm. to match what I say I believe. Right. Um, because I don't want to be a hypocrite. Right. I don't. Um, and, and not to negate the seriousness of your orthodoxy uh, and your orthopraxy not lining up. Uh-huh. Uh, but we all deal with it. Oh, for sure. I mean, in every aspect of our walk. So it's So what you're preaching is not to five people in the room. <laughs> Like yeah, it's it should be challenging to everyone sitting there. Yeah, and if it steps on your toes, it should step on everybody's toes. Yeah, it's a toe, or toe if curler. If it steps on our toes, it should step on yours and vice versa. But I mean, it, it's it's very foundational if our orthodoxy doesn't match our orthopraxy mm-hmm. or vice versa. And will the will there be inconsistencies? Yes. yes. And you know that's actually I wanted to look at. I, I mentioned to everyone. I don't know if I did it at 9.30, but at 11, I was like, hey, go and read Philippians 3 later. Um, and I, and I want to read that in a little bit and, and kind of share why I think that's so important. Because it's it's something that Paul wrote about, listen, I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't arrived. But to go back to what I was saying, I guess, at the at the start was, you know, one of the main goals I have when I'm teaching is I want to encourage people. I want us to always be in a place where we are willing by we, I mean, every one of us Mm -hmm. where we are willing to evaluate ourselves in light of God's word that we are never at a point where we're like, Nope, I got that one figured out. Like, Oh, you're going to talk about that verse today, Shannon. Well, I've already, I already know that one and I've already studied it. So yeah, check. And, um, no, no, no. We need to always be in a place to go in light of God's word what's, what is, how do I change? And unfortunately I think we try to look at God's word and go, how can I change this to fit me? me?" I mean, just before coming in here to the studio, I was reading something that a church leader in another United Methodist conference, not very far away from here, um, posted. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like this Bishop is saying things and I'm like, you're trying to fit 
God's word into your beliefs. And that's just not the way we should do it. And I'm sure that, I mean, I will, I would hope that I'm always going to be, um, I say this, I hope I will always be open to allow God's word to change me. Mm -hmm. Um, because the moment that I'm not, I, well, first of all, I need to resign. But second of all, I mean, that's a serious faith crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to allow God's word to change me. I don't need to try to change God's word to fit what I what I want or what mm-hmm. I believe or anything like that. If I hear someone else say I'm living my truth, I throw up. Man, I mean, listen, I understand you. Yes, someone wants to live. They feel very passionately about how they want to carry out their life. I get, I understand that. But could you find another word besides truth? Because truth that's not is, some truth. That's right. That's you're choosing to live, you know, like if you're like, hey, I'm going to live my truth and that means I'm going to be a pig farmer in Arkansas. Like, great, but don't say that you're living your truth. You're just saying you really want to be a pig farmer in Arkansas. I don't know why I went there. Suey, I don't know. Uh, shoot. <laughs> I'll uh, tell my sister Colleen who lives in uh, Arkansas to, to tune into this one for sure. I got someone really mad at me and I said, and... They they caught me on the wrong. Did you day. call him a pig farmer? No, because that's rude. Um, uh, I I what I said was true, uh, but it was not it was not delivered in the nicest way. Oh, and, and they said, "Well, I'm just living my truth." And I said, "No, you're living your subversion of the truth." Oh, oh yikes! Wowza! And and then I and yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, that's what it is. If 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 our orthopraxy. Mm-hmm doesn't line up to our orthodoxy, mm-hmm. which is God's orthodoxy, mm-hmm. then we're living our subversion of truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's where the where all the schools of thought and you know people go, well, why are there so many denominations and why do people practice? Why is their doctrine different? Why mm-hmm. all this? And it, it is, it, yes, there is an element of, of humanity in all of this because... When we talk about beliefs, it's our human understanding of what God has told right. us. But, you know, for some people, you can't even, they won't even hang with the absoluteness of of who God is. Right. Or um, that God's word is inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard to even find a, a starting point for critical debate Um even in a, in a, in a loving way, but like, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's hard to find that one. You got to start from one, a common place. And where is that? Because that seems to be constantly shifting, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, that's always, listen. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm living my truth. Well, okay. Then I don't know. I, yeah, I have a hard time with that. And, and I, I don't, I don't mean to sound like heartless because I know there's a lot of people out there that, that are like, they're trying to, you know, figure out who they are and where they fit and why they matter. And you know what? I know I like, we know Jesus, like I, I can tell you, I can't tell you who you are, but I know someone who can, and his name is Jesus. And we can tell you who loves you and why you matter. That's right. That's right. And, um, so anyway, yeah, I don't know how we got there, but, um, but yeah, I just, I want us to be people who are saying, all right, this is God's word. Who am I in light of it? And, and I guess if, 
if someone wanted to say, well, you know, I'm not really sure about God's word, well, then I, that would be the point where I'd have to say, well, then we have to agree to disagree because that's, that's the point from which I'm willing to have a conversation. That's, you know, that is the base of all truth. Sure. In our, in our lives. Mm -hmm. But I will certainly like, if I'm talking to someone who's not like, you know, keen on scripture, like they're not like, oh yeah, I, I will talk to that place within them that I know is a place of longing, mm-hmm. of wanting to be accepted, of wanting, of desiring to be loved, to be recognized and noticed. Um, I get that. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember feeling that way, um, and not knowing what the answer was, but oh my goodness, when, when I realized it, especially as a young adult, I mean, wow. Um, it just, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. It really did. So, um, and you know, when Josh, when we evaluate ourselves in light of God's word, it's not, we've already talked about it. It's not, it's, it's not going to be comfortable all the time. No. And that's the other issue I think that, that I have sometimes and other people do is that, oh, well, this doesn't make me feel good. So therefore I do not want to go any further. I don't want to participate. I don't want to listen to you tell me something that's going to be uncomfortable to me. Yeah. I got, so. that's a whole other podcast for me. <laughs> I'm telling you, we've got to keep a list of all the times. I'm going to go back one day and just listen to all the times we've said, that's another podcast and we'll just have a, yeah. you know. Welcome and- to This Is Another Podcast. <laughs> and that's another podcast for another time with Shannon and Josh. <laughs> um, but I, mean, I think we've, we touched on being hypocritical and I, goodness, so true. I mean, we are, I am. I don't want to be, I try not to be, um, but let's, let's look at this, uh, in Philippians three. I think this is a good time to go to God's word. Um, because I certainly don't have it all figured out and I certainly have not arrived at perfection and we're in good company, Josh, because the apostle Paul, this is what he said in Philippians chapter three. I'm going to read verses 12 through 20. Um, And it says this, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things. So Paul has been encouraging the church in Philippi. Right. Or that I have already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. So he is actively Mm -hmm. pursuing, like wanting to be who he's meant to be. Mm -hmm. He says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. And to me, Josh, that is such a key in being willing to allow God's word to change us is for us to let go of the past, which is really easy for me to say into a microphone. Yeah. (laughs) It's not always that easy to do in real life. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when you know that, that there's forgiveness available and that there is grace that abounds from God, it sure does make forgetting the past a lot easier Mm -hmm. or at least releasing the past, you know, and maybe the memory fades, but, um, verse 14, he says, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. And I love this part because we're talking about doxypraxy beliefs determining our behavior and how our behavior actually will reveal our true beliefs. And he says this, 
because I touched on this a little bit Sunday, but he said, let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. And my goodness, Josh, um, you know, I think for a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people that they have had that moment of salvation. They have had that moment of the light bulb moment, Yeah, you know, of, oh, wow, Jesus. Oh my goodness. Like my sins can be forgiven. I've called on his name. Praise the Lord. I mean, it is an actual, real, very important moment, but there hasn't been a lot of maturity beyond that. Right. And so Paul here saying, let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. And I think the reason that sometimes a lot of our praxy doesn't line up with our doxy, mm-hmm. so our behaviors don't line up with our beliefs, is because of a lack of maturity. Like we we haven't really developed much past that moment of salvation. So it's like right. you know milk. Yeah, we're still spiritual drinking spiritual babe. milk. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says if you disagree on some point, still in verse fifteen. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you, but we must hold on to the progress we've already made. So he is talking about, this is, this is the practice of belief. Like you're going to be amongst other people. There's not always going to be agreements, but if you're spiritually mature, you can work on these things together and you can go forward. Um, verse 18, he says, for I have told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes that there are many whose conduct shows they are really enemies of the cross of Christ. So that is not good praxy there, Josh. That is no no bueno praxy. (laughs) He says they are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. Okay. Mm. This is is describing. This is the toe curler. They brag about shameful things. Mm -hmm. And they think only about this life here on earth. Is this not describing our culture? Oh, yeah, totally. He says, but we... This is describing me. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh-huh. Verse 20 of Philippians 3, he says, but we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go and read all of Philippians 3 later. It's 21 verses in this chapter. But my goodness, it's just like, this is... So none of us have arrived. So, you know, yes, if you want to say that that Christians are hypocrites, then sh- uh-huh, yep. 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 And no argument there. Yeah. We we all are because we are not perfect. Right. So, let's not let the conversation end there. Mm-hmm. Um if if you find yourself sometimes go, "Man, that that person's such a hypocrite." Well, first look in the mirror and then secondly realize, okay, let's move on from that. It's almost like saying, man, all these people are breathing this air. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, it's, of course. And not that we're saying it's okay. Correct. Correct. And Paul writes a lot about that too. He's like, listen, just because, like, should you sin more? Like, should sin abound because you've been forgiven so much? No. We're not saying it's a good thing to be a hypocrite. It's it's just... a reality. It's just nature. Yeah. And that is the apropos word, nature. Yeah. Because that is that is our sin nature apart from God. Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um for sure. One one thing that uh the early part of this passage is um uh hitting on is the word perfection. Yeah. Um 
And it's almost like it's it's reminding me about do I have my priorities correct? Hmm. Because I strive for perfection in so many areas, not necessarily my walk walk of faith. Like oh. I want my work to be perfect. Right. Yeah. I want the cor- I work at a church, so I want the service to go perfectly. I don't want there to be a mistake on the slides. I don't want the word to say horn bushes instead of thorn bushes. <laughs> I almost said something as I was reading, and I was like, no, I'm going to get sidetracked. So, <laughs> At the 930 service, it said, can grapes come from horn bushes? <laughs> and it's supposed to be thorn bushes. And I just laughed in my mind, and I kept on reading. So but I was very proud of myself for being mature in that moment. But anyway. I got like three text messages from people sitting in the crowd. <laughs> horn bushes? What's a horn bush? <laughs> But we strive for perfection in so many things that that isn't our faith walk. Like, we strive for perfection in our marriage. We strive for perfection in how... We do? I didn't know that. Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, we, some people strive for perfection in, in how their house and lawn look, you know? Mm-hmm. Again, who are these people? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm with you. I am totally with but you. I, I really we think apply it to our faith, and I and I think that's one of the major reasons we become hypocrites is because our priorities aren't straight. Mm-hmm. Praxy, yeah. and and if 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 we're more worried about um, striving to reach out what God wants for us, mm-hmm. as opposed to what we're able to do on in the finite on yeah. Earth, yeah, and, per, and instead of trying to perfect eternity, we're trying to uh, perfect mortality, mm. and th- and that's where Paul gets into you idiots. Yeah, yeah. There's there's something beyond this. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> so putting our focus in that. Yeah, that's very true. And I think it, it it definitely comes back to our orthodoxy. It's like if we would. I mean, it's so simple, Joshua. I just don't know. And maybe it's just revealing my own, you know, struggle sometimes of, you know, reading God's word, not to be preparing a message or preparing to teach or preparing to write, but just to read God's word, Mm -hmm. just to, you know, get up and look in the mirror of of who my God is Mm -hmm. and, um, and just allow, you know, him to, to speak to us and lead us and teach us and then. And then to be around other believers and you're doing the same thing and there's accountability and there's encouragement. And, um, I mean, the whole life of faith, if we're really to invest ourselves in it, has such an impact on our orthodoxy, Mm -hmm. on our beliefs. Yeah. And, um, and then from that we see behavior and, and, Again, I think that word behavior can be kind of like, well, don't you can't tell me how to behave. Like, don't you tell me what, and I'm like, I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm saying, look at God's word and maybe he might be prompting you to do something differently. But again, it's, you know, we're stubborn people and some, some are like, no, I don't even want God to tell me what to do. Yeah. They'll get the tattoo that says only God, only God can judge me. Yeah. Because they don't want anyone to judge them. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So it's like back off. Yeah. Yeah. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Um, I have to say this and, and I'm afraid to, because it might mess up our listeners, but, um, I told you I have this sinus thing and I feel like when I inhale, there's a slight little whistle 
Oh, I'm going to hear that <laughs> the entire time now. <laughs> I don't know if they will. Did you? I will. Yeah. So. They might be going, apologies. what are you talking about? Apologies. Uh, so I had to say it. Um, I mentioned Sunday about talking about our beliefs, determining our behaviors. I mean, you think about John, and at one point, here he is, he's wanting to call down fire on people. He's like, listen, Jesus, they these people do, I don't know why they don't want you to come in their town. They don't know what they're missing. So he and his brother are like, let's call down fire and burn them up for not inviting you into their city. And Jesus is like rebuking them. I think that's it. it's in Mark 3, Mark chapter 3. Or I mean, in, compared to the Old Testament, that's not out of the wheelhouse. I know, I know. But then it's like, but then bam, you get to First John, First, Second, and Third John, and he's like, love, 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 all the love. So, <laughs> you know, someone should write a song about it. Um, no one, no one's ever written a love song before. Um, but who, who does this? Like, here's the question that I, I had this whole little section for my message on Sunday and I just didn't get to it. And I really didn't know as I was still kind of, uh, fine tuning it even up until Sunday morning. Um, I didn't really know exactly how to, how to go in this direction. So I, I took it out, but I was like, I'm going to mention the podcast. Let's see how this goes. So imagine John, who's wanting to call down fire, Mm-hmm. on a town and we look at this and like you said you're like well old testament happened all the time but here's the here's the thing okay and please don't say any names but like in your thoughts and in your actions and maybe some the way you're viewing maybe some circumstances right now are there some people that you want to call fire down on oh yeah oh yeah. dang it doesn't that hurt a little bit it does yeah i mean or does it just make you go, yeah, I do, and I'm right, and they're wrong, and they're going to burn. But, but like, who, like, here's where I was going. You know, who am I thinking? Man, they are, they are such an idiot. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're you're reading a news article or something in your news feed, or you know, something comes at you, or you, someone tells you something. You know, it's like, who am I? Like, so, I'm so confident that they are wrong. Who's like, man, if they could just figure this out. And it's like this attitude that I have, like, what's their problem? And I can f- feel this building up. And so when I was reading about that and John wanting to call, John and James wanting to call fire down on these people, I'm like, whoa, that seems really drastic, but that's pretty close to how it. I yeah. get there. And I'll tell you, this coming Sunday, we're going to talk about hatred and indifference Mm. And how they are the opposites of love and indifference. Are we? Tr- yeah, and indifference is you know because we could go. Oh no, I don't hate anybody. I don't hate We're, anything. Okay, well, what are you indifferent to? Because when you get down to it, that's that's kind of hatred. And the culture of indifference is strong. And in I am a professional indifferent. Indifference. Yeah, if I don't know the word, but yeah, that's me. So, <laughs> um, but I just I don't know. I'm thinking about that like we get so angry and, and bitterness builds up and we're not called to do that. Like we're called to, you know, offer, you know, to pray through that and seek forgiveness and seek, you know, reconciliation. Like if there's another word I say a lot besides community, it's reconciliation Mm -hmm. because I think it's so important and you can't really have, um, a growing community without there being a prevalence of reconciliation. Right. We it's should do a series there. called Community Reconciliation. And do it for like 14 weeks. Yep. 
yeah, once each semester. So, yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, so there you go, listener. Who are you trying to call fire down on? Uh, once you, once you, uh, let that sit with you and not just to feel bad, but to be like, oh my goodness. And this is what 2021's version of calling fire is. Oh, oh. Look at this person. Look what they posted. They are stupid. Honey, come look at this. Look how stupid they are. I can't believe they did this. Oh, man. That's I would unfollow them, but I want to see what other stupid stuff they're going to do. I, I would block them right now. And then indifference. I'm just going to unfollow them. <laughs> or what is it on... Um, that way they don't know I don't like them. What is it on Instagram? Mute? Yeah. You can mute now. So, yeah, that's, yeah. there's that. So, But, I mean, that's... 20, like behind the keyboard not saying anything to anybody that's 2021 calling fire that's very true very very true yeah so i had um i had an example of beliefs and behaviors i had a personal example that i didn't share on sunday and i certainly do not mean to prop myself up but i think it's a very it's a it's a very like real example in my life of, uh, as an early believer, how my belief changed my behavior. Mm-hmm. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's do okay. it. So I remember distinctly, I was, uh, reading the Bible as a very, as a young adult, I was curious about Jesus. I was curious about faith. I was not yet a believer. So I was just a, a young adult and, um, I, I was reading the Bible. I did have a, a good friend, a couple of people that were very um, influential on me as far as faith, and they were praying for me and everything. And as I was reading and just thinking about all this, I there was a day when I just had this overwhelming feeling of I should honor God not even really yet about Jesus stuff. Just mm-hmm. go. I should honor God with my language. Um, because I talked like a salty sailor mm. um, prior. I put words in places and sentences that do not fit and they are not grammatically correct at all. But I would <laughs> insert those words all over the place. <laughs> and be, I mean, it was just like, it. my language is just horrendous and it was negative negative. And I'll just put it out there. It was an extremely immature and senseless, senseless way to express feelings and emotions. That's right. honestly, that's what I feel about how, um, how a lot of people use language. Um, and I'm talking about obscenities, of course. Um, <laughs> but I really do think that it is a, an immature and oftentimes senseless way to express emotion and feeling like people just don't know another way. Now, please hear this. Uh, well, so I, I mean, I remember, I like, I just, I stopped. Like it was like a, on a Tuesday I was talking this way and on a Wednesday I wasn't. And, and it was because I was starting to have these beliefs about, wow, there's a God and he is holy and I'm trying to understand who he is. And I just I just have this deep sense within me that the way that I talk and how it kind of triggers my emotions is not really good. 
I mean, it was a very basic mm-hmm. thing. Now, I'm not saying that I haven't let a, cho- a few choice words fly. I'm Josh, you've probably heard me let a few <laughs> choice words fly at different times since then. But I can honestly like like sit here and speak into this microphone and look you in the eye and say that and I was I had to make sure this was accurate but but the colorful language <laughs> that I would use in one week just one week before my beliefs about that changed I haven't used as much colorful language since then and that's been about 27 years wow I mean it was it was really bad and so now that's, that might, for some people, be like, well, that's a very legalistic thing, and how dare you, and oh no. I'm just sharing with some with the listeners, with you, like, for me, that was a an orthodoxy, and then how it affected my orthopraxy. Yeah. Like, I believed that there was a better way for me to communicate my feelings and emotions. And I've, I've created a lot of words since yeah. then, too. So I do a lot of fiddlesticks yeah. and... And oh, I got words. Yeah. So I make up words yeah. all the time. So, but I mean, that's just one example. And, um, you know, cause I want my, my behaviors to match my beliefs. And if scripture says that, you know, that salt water and fresh water can't come out of the same well, then, you know, that should also be true from our tongue. Um, you know, and that we should be giving blessings and not cursing mm. like and these other things that i read and when you read in proverbs about being slow to speak and slow to you know to get angry and you read about wisdom and all this stuff start i start to go okay i'm reading this and god's word seems to be saying to me that how i express myself and even how i choose to even internally react to things should be different mm-hmm. and i i think i'm i I really believe that I should uh, line up with that. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of my process. That was my yeah, process yeah. and all that. Um, and do you think that came out of like an, a spirit of obedience or something somewhere else? Uh, no, like I had, I didn't hear like I hadn't heard a message like preached on it, or um, I didn't have someone tell me like, "Oh my goodness, your language is horrible." It really was just. I mean, I believe it was just Holy Spirit nudging me that that was something that needed to change. That's so cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I will, I will repeat what, uh, what the apostle Paul said regarding what I just said to you. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that, that I've already achieved per, uh, <laughs> perfection. Cause I certainly haven't. Uh, but that's just an example in my life that I can definitely see like the demarcation was very clear. Right. It was like I was behaving this way, but then I uh, looked at God's word and realized that my behaviors needed to change to match mm-hmm. what I believed about God. Right. So, you know, there's that. There's that. So, and I quit um, doing um, sacrifices um, on altars at volcanoes. I'm just kidding. I never did <laughs> What? I don't know, just random. I was trying to think of something volcanoes. like crazy out there. Wasn't it Joe versus the volcano? That's that the movie I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah. So no, never or did sacrifices tem- of or, uh, people or things. So Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. a good one. You know my favorite scene from one of the I think it's the original Indiana Jones. Hmm. Um 
is when they're in the market and the guy comes out and he's like the master with that like whip. He's like, watcha, watcha, watcha. Yeah. And he's doing all these moves. And, or no, is it a sword? It was a sword guy. Sword. It was a sword guy. And he's doing all these like fancy moves. And then Harrison Ford just goes, ding. So, which, so fun uh, fact about that scene. Yeah. Uh, is that the guy had learned so much choreography with the sword and Harrison Ford was supposed to learn a bunch of choreography with the whip uh-huh. and he couldn't learn it. <laughs> so and he just <laughs> so, so Harrison Ford was like Indiana Jones would just pull out his pistol and shoot the guy. Well, there was supposed <laughs> to be a lot more choreography there that this guy had learned, and Harrison Ford was just like, "I can't learn it." So this poor guy learned all this choreography, and Indiana Jones just shoots him in the head. I be, oh wow, yeah, but that's still like one of those iconic movie moments, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So he he got into that, so that was good. So, um. I don't know any any uh, thoughts you wanted to or questions or things you wanted to throw in as we no kind of wrap I, up today. I, I think I think we've gone about as deep as I mean we we're as, as deep we as are I can go. <laughs> um, as deep as I'm able on cold medicine, yeah, yes, for sure, yeah, for sure. I'm surprised I haven't said something weird. I don't know, but you know, here when you get down to like you know what what does it mean to get down to brass tacks? Does that mean to get down to like the bottom of it or what? I don't know. Why don't you Google that? I don't have a fact about that. You should look that up. But when to get down to brass tacks, and Josh will tell us what that means in just a moment, but our beliefs determine our behavior. And our behaviors, this is the, think of this like in a giant circle here. Okay, ready? Our beliefs determine our behaviors. And so then our behaviors start to strengthen our beliefs and that could be good or bad, right? And then the stronger our beliefs are, then our behavior will have much greater impact. And you can look at that as positive or negative. You could look that uh, look at that as, wow, this will be good for God's kingdom, or, oh, this is not going to be a good witness for God's kingdom. I want to repeat that. Beliefs determine behavior. Behaviors start to strengthen beliefs. And then the stronger those beliefs get, your behavior has a much greater impact. Wow. I mean, that is the life of faith right there, friends. Uh, Josh, what'd you find out for us? So apparently in, you know, Tudor furniture, right? Yeah. It's like that old timey. <laughs> and it's got like those. You said Tudor. <laughs> yeah. It's got like those, it look, looks like little brass balls around yes. the furniture and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, in the 1860s, they'd upholstered over all that stuff. Yes. And those little brown brass balls uh-huh. are called tacks. Ah. So when you pull the upholstery off, uh-huh. you're getting down to the brass tacks. Ah. I get it now. I had a feeling it was something like that. And I just reupholstered a chair, and it was crazy. So I took the backing off of this rocking chair that I was redoing and it had, you know, this upholstery on on the front and the back and just these little thin rails supporting it. So, you know, the back of the chair. Right. And I pulled out over a thousand tiny little upholstery nails. I thought you were going to say dollars. No, that would have been awesome. I would have mentioned it much. Before the... Yeah. So, so yeah, I get that. The whole brass tack. So, yeah, getting down to it. Yeah. But it's whole, that our beliefs determine our behavior. And uh, I hope that, like I said, we're going to be this Sunday talking about um, how we love others or if we do um, and hatred and indifference. So another feel good message coming to you live and now a, a very important message. Yeah. So um, it doesn't it doesn't always have to be rainbows and sunshine. 
It rarely is. It is so, no. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, before we sign off, uh, let me just remind you to sign up for the Grace Changes Everything Weekend. It starts tomorrow. And it really will be awesome and not weird, I promise. Really, I promise. I'm breezy. <laughs> <laughs> and case in point, she's actually not speaking. I'm not. I get to participate. Drew and I get to participate in a weekend thing together. So how cool is that? So, so Friday night we'll be here. Then we go home. It's not like we're all spending the night or anything weird like that. And then we'll come back Saturday and it'll be fun. And yeah. Maybe if this goes well, we'll actually turn it into the adult version of D now. And then oh we'll do goodness. like uh, color war. Yeah. Color you know, war. Just be a bunch of people leaned over hassling. Does that mean we'll have like a lip sync contest as well? Oh, yeah. But yeah. the songs will be way better. It'll karaoke be like or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, listeners, we sure do appreciate you. Thanks for hanging with us. Um, and let us know if there's something. I know Josh says if there's something we you want us to talk about or address or you just have those strange questions, we will do our best to answer them. So we and, really and, appreciate you. And if you have been listening to the podcast and you like it, be sure to subscribe yes, and share definitely, it. Yes, definitely. And, hey, write a review. Yeah. Because that really, really helps. Um, so just the algorithm. Yeah, the, it's all about the algorithms. It is. It is. Um, and then uh, please let me and Shannon know what you're like personally. Come up to us and tell us what yeah, you're liking. I love that. I love that when people or say, what hey, you're this not is difference. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then just kind of tell us what you're enjoying, where you want to see us go, and all that good stuff. Um, not saying we'll do it, but it's fun to have the conversation. That's right. That's um, right. But, no, we appreciate everyone that listens week in and week out. And that's hung, I know we haven't been doing it for 18 weeks, but it's hung on for 18 episodes. Mm-hmm. And we just appreciate you and, and enjoying going on the ride with you. Yeah, I love you, Porch Community. We will talk to you soon. I always want to say see you, but yeah. We'll talk to you soon. See you, bye. See ya! You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.